G'day, g'day, and welcome back to another one of these. And this one is game four of the NBA Finals. And just finished watching it, and it was I actually really enjoyed the game. I thought it was a great game. There was definitely a few things during it that I was a little bit like, how you going? But overall, I thought it was a, it was an entertaining game to watch. Uh, both teams had their times where they were a bit sloppy, and both teams had their times where they were playing excellent. And there was definitely a lot of uh, individual performances in there today. I mean, I mean, straight off the bat, Jimmy Butler continues to be a uh, very strong, one of the strongest players on the court at all times. And I mean, the Lakers definitely game plan for him a lot more than anyone else on the court. They were definitely, uh, definitely very focused on shutting down Jimmy and making sure he didn't have a game like he did um, in game three. But he still was able to go out there and get his 22 points. Uh, he had 10 rebounds and nine assists. He also had three steals and he had um, all of his steals were all very beautifully timed and you can just tell that he is just an, uh, a, an amazing defensive talent. And he definitely showed that a lot during this game, especially when he was guarding um, LeBron as well as occasionally guarding Anthony Davis. And it does surprise me a lot of the time. One, one of the big things that I did notice is that AD doesn't like to use his size very often in these playoffs. And I've chalked it up to two different things. One is that the system that they're trying to run is perimeter-centric and that they're trying to sort of stay out of the post because they have such a strong defensive center in BAM. Or it's that, and this is something that I noticed quite regularly throughout the game, where when Anthony Davis would attempt to try to bully his way in because he had someone like Jay Crowder or Andre Iguodala on him for big stretches of this game, was that um, they'd have BAM come and be the help defense and double team AD. And... I think that that, especially when usually when the player becomes double teamed, they try to pass out of it. And when you have the person under the basket being Andre Iguodala or uh, Jay Crowder, these smaller players, and then coming into the passing lanes or the usual passing lanes that these the players would utilize since they're being double teamed, is the longer and more defensively savvy Bam Adebayo. So he's able to disrupt a lot more and he's able to put a lot more pressure from that. And I'm not sure if it's the chicken or the egg situation of which came first, but um, it's definitely one of the reasons why I think AD is not utilizing his size in the post as much as he as much as you sort of want him to. He is still shooting a lot of mid-range jumpers and shooting a fair few uh, three-pointers, which is it's a little weird. I mean, it seems to be working, but you just sort of expect a guy who's got a tri- like a terrific feel around the rim as well as um, very sort of traditional big man style moves in the post that he'd utilize them against this smaller team but he just doesn't seem to be doing it and another little gripe that I had with this Lakers team was I mean there was one how does Danny Green continuously get all this stuff like I'll get all these like possessions it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm, I'm a Spurs fan, so I, I got nothing nothing but love for Danny Green. But these last couple of years that he's been in the league, he's been the most inconsistent shooter I think I've ever seen. Like he, he was, He's always had a reputation of getting hot and cold and all this type of stuff. But recently, especially during these, these playoffs and these finals, he's been so cold. And, I mean, you can have him out there for his defense, but he's still, he's still getting, like, Today, he shot eight times, six threes, and he only made two of them, and that's probably one of his better games. And he's basically just out there to defend, and 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people just started leaving him wide open. It's it's really weird. And, and talking about shooting threes, why does LeBron keep shooting them late in game? He usually hits one or two of them in the first half or maybe in the third. And then when these games start to get closer, he almost tries to sort of bring out his inner Kobe and take these like long three-pointers when the game's really close. And it just doesn't make sense to me because that's it's not your strength, mate. Like, stop, stop doing it. Stop shooting these 35-foot bombs for basically no reason. I mean, you've you got a team that is filled with shooters and one of the more efficient offensive big men in the league, not to mention that you are LeBron James and you live and die by driving, kicking and driving and pushing everyone out of the way because you are a freight train. So why on earth are you consistently shooting these three-pointers late in the game when the game is basically on the line it just doesn't make sense to me like I, I'd feel more secure with them flinging it around into the corners and giving it to Kyle Kuzma or um Contavious Cobble Pope who had a phenomenal game actually he had lots of big plays down the stretch and he was just he was just a great all-round talent during this game but then you have also you have a bunch of guys like Marcus Morris I mean Markeith I'm actually going to get it right. It is Markeith Morris, not Marcus. It's Markeith on the Lakers. And you just get Kyle Kuzma in the corner and the man hits almost basically all of them. And you have Markeith Morris who will hit him. You have, I mean, Danny Green. But can you have Contavious Cobble Pope? You have these other players who should be shooting these type of shots because that's their role. But LeBron just continuously, continuously keeps doing it. I just, it doesn't make sense. Um, but going, let's just move it over to the Heat and... The things that really bugged me with the Heat was that they, they weren't attacking the rim as much as you'd really want them to. This was actually one of their their sort of least rim attempts. They only shot 27% of their shots from the rim. Um, and they made them at a decent efficiency. I mean, it was only 62.5. It was nothing amazing, but... <laughs> they just kept on shooting these weird mid-ranges. I mean, they had 35% of their shots were mid-range. And this is meant to be the best three-point shooting team in the league, where they shot 39% of their shots from three, whereas the Lakers shot 48%. Like, the Lakers lived on the three-point line, whereas this Heat team that has these players like Robinson, Harrow, um, Olenek, uh I mean, Jay Crowder can shoot it from time to time. You have all these other players who can shoot, but they just either... They just almost shied away from it, and they are going for a lot of inside play. And I don't know if that's with the incorporation of Bam or if Jimmy was just sort of shooting a lot more than he did previously, which sort of was the case. But they just sort of really stayed away. And the Lakers did do a good job of closing them out on the perimeter. Like, KCP had some terrific defensive possessions on the perimeter. Same with uh, Alex Caruso. Rondo continues to be a very strong perimeter defensive player, but they need to be—they need to be doing more of what they're good at, which is very intricate passing plays, finding the open man on the perimeter, and scoring. It's—it's it's what made this Heat team very great. It's what made this Heat team in the finals. It's—it's it's one of the big things, one of the big positives of this Heat team that they're so efficient when it comes to shooting their three pointers. Um. But then you take it into a more individual sort of perspective and you look at guys like like Tyler Hera. Um, I've said it before, I, I wasn't very high on him coming in. I, th- I thought he had some good potential, but I wasn't ex- expecting anything amazing. But he's proven himself, especially during these 
this playoffs and in this finals that he is a difficult shot taker as well as a difficult shot maker the man is just he has no fear he has absolutely he has the most ridiculous level of confidence of a rookie that i think i honestly i think honestly it would say the, the most confidence i've seen from a rookie ever in my lifetime that I've witnessed my, by myself. Like, I mean, obviously you've got guys like Kobe, you have all these other guys. Like, I mean, LeBron came out and he was phenomenal. Um, Carmelo Anthony came out and he was phenomenal. But this kid, yeah, he's just, he's just not scared of anything. He will shoot the moving shots. He will drive at whoever's at the basket. He will pull up at no matter what's on the line and he will shoot it. And then... A lot of the time he's making these shots and it's 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 insane it's, it's brilliant i love it and he's he's such an entertaining player to watch and he's also a very electrifying player you can tell that his his confidence exudes out of him onto the players around him and all these other players like duncan robinson and everyone else sort of picks up on it and goes with it and there's another thing that i really wanted to get to sort of touch on is jay crowder's defense on lebron now, now, I'm all for a more physical style of play, a little bit more argy-bargy type stuff, but Jay Crowder was like full-blown winding up a few of his things and swinging in them at when LeBron was near the rim. And I get that you want to deter people from going inside, but these things were getting dangerously close to flagrants, and LeBron got heated over it, and I don't blame him. I mean, there was one um, instance where you could make the argument he was going for the ball, but he had a full-blown wind-up. Like, arm was all the way back and swung it forward it was it was a little bit how you going and i don't know if it's some bad blood or if it's just crowder trying to bring a different level of toughness but i think the refs definitely need to be keeping an eye on it just in case because you don't want it to turn into a brawl or you don't want it to escalate into anything more than it should be um i think they just he just needs to watch his approach to contesting some of these shots from LeBron. He just seems to be not really going for the ball and more going for the player, which just doesn't really have its place. But I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people disagree with me on that one. <laughs> I'll just finish it up with, you can just tell in these games that the Lakers are definitely the better team. There's no doubt that the Lakers are the better team. LeBron James con continues to solidify himself as one of the best players in the league in his 17th season it's ridiculous and Anthony Davis his top tier talent absolutely he's probably the best power, probably he's the best power forward in the game um, defensive player of the year candidate he's an, he's an absolute monster and the Heat don't have that level of talent with them but what they do have is they have a better mindset and they want it so much more and they play with so much more aggression and you can see that with the free throw numbers that were in today's game. I mean, I think it was up until the third quarter, the Lakers had five free throws. And it's mainly to do with the fact that they didn't really go to the rim as much, but they were also not going in with as much purpose. And the Heat were looking for these fouls, looking to get the free throws, because that's where a lot of their players definitely excel at. Like Jimmy Butler lives at the line. Tyler Hero was a great shoot, a great free throw shooter. Same with Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder, um, even Bam. Like they're all strong free throw shooters, so it makes sense for them to consistently do that. And free throws can change a game, and they almost did in this one. But I'll leave it at that. Um, we got Game Five on, I believe it's Friday in the States, Saturday for me. I'm definitely bloody keen for that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's going to be a Lakers win. 
it's going to be Lakers in uh, five. One of the predictions that I did have was either four or five. Um, I hope that it's a great game like it was today and all the other previous ones. They've, I, I personally have loved them. I think they've been great. But um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. If anyone wants to comment and discuss any of this thing with me, just leave a comment below, like the video, because I believe that helps. Uh, subscribe if you want to continue on listening to me talk absolute shit. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. See ya.